stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right. We got a lot to get to in the program here today, 974-8255. But I'm looking forward to this next conversation. I think this is an interesting kind of outreach that the uh, Calgary Police Service is doing. Look, I think community policing can really go a long way uh, so that people in various communities feel as though they've got a, a connection with their police service, that the work they're doing is visible, that concerns can be addressed. And I think there are different ways of, of achieving that. Uh, so the Calgary Police Service has an initiative called Coffee with a Cop which is pretty much as it sounds. I think this was the, the second uh, event today, and there were uh, two different stops this morning, one uh, McDonald's and a Starbucks, uh, both fairly close to where we are here on uh, 17th Avenue. So, uh, well, here's an opportunity to kind of expand that conversation, find out a bit more about this outreach and some of the issues they're hearing from folks. So joining us in studio, we've got with us, and they just uh, walked in here, just barely had a chance to meet these guys, but uh, we've got with us uh, Staff Sergeant uh, Glenn Laird, Glenn, thanks for coming in here. Thanks very much. Uh, and also joining us, Constable Jeremy Shaw. Good morning. Welcome uh, to you. Thanks for coming in here, you guys. So uh, you, you were both at uh, the event this morning? Is that right? Yes, we were. Yeah. And it was the second one, I understand, right? The second one for McDonald's in Calgary, yeah. Okay. Tell us a bit more then about where, where this idea came from. So I've been told that the idea actually started in the States through McDonald's. It was an initiative that has been going on there for years and years or well i don't know how long but um and it's a fairly new thing in calgary and the calgary police are supporting it in a big way um today there was two locations like you said Mm -hmm. and uh there's going to be more down the road for people to to show up and sit down and have conversations what kind of conversations and jeremy we're talking about yeah, you know, and that's a great opportunity because we there really is no agenda for for this meeting, if you will. I mean, people can come with all kinds of conversations. Some of them, it's uh, it's just parents with young kids who want to to get the kids familiar with with police and, mm-hmm. and know that we're a friendly source that they can approach. Um, sometimes we've had everything from uh, actually last last time we did it, we had some justice study students come down from Wool Valley that were working on a project. Um, we've had uh, yeah people that that have a, a concern of some kind, whether it's a perceived increase in crime in their neighborhood or or uh, perhaps an actual problem that they're involved in and they're, and they're looking for advice on how to solve it. Do you see this as a way of getting to know people? Is this a way of uh, allowing people to feel as though they're getting answers to their questions or they're able to address concerns that they have? I think so for sure. It, it's it's an informal way for uh, the community and, and people, Calgarians, to come and, and speak with, with a cop like... Um, have a conversation that maybe um, they wouldn't want to have in a formal conversation or anything official. Right. But and it's still going to feel official. I mean, you, you know, it almost feels official. We're in uniform, though, yeah. 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 And we're trying to put people at ease in these kind of events to make sure that uh, they feel comfortable, sit down, grab a coffee. And uh, the coffee shops are helping us with that. So it's a good way to... Touch base with the community. Right. Because, I mean, the uniform still matters to people. They, they, they hold it in high regard, or maybe it's even intimidating to some people so to, to come in and sit down and say, you guys are doing a terrible job, and, and here's why. I don't, are, are people willing to do that? Well, I think it's, it's both sides of the coin. I think uh, people are going to bring up issues that bother them, and, and they're also, we, we heard some good stories today about uh, 
a good experiences. So yeah, and we're we're used to that kind of um, those kind of conversations that may be difficult if uh, people are sitting down with us. Yeah, but is it important? Was, I mean, do you realize going in that we're going to go down and maybe we're going to meet some unhappy people, but Absolutely. that it's important Absolutely. to do that. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? It just gives you that uh, an extra opportunity to be in the community, right? And a lot of times we talk about that with community policing. It's if you drive around in a patrol car all, all day or all night, you, you may not actually interact with anybody. Um, it, it's as simple as having not your good ha- way anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, as simple as have your windows open so so yeah. you can wave or or say hi to that community member that might yeah. be up shoveling their sidewalk or something. So with us being in in a McDonald's or Starbucks as we were today, it just gives us that extra opportunity to to bump into somebody, if you will, and uh, and maybe they have a conversation they've been wondering. And to go back to last month, even the the example of the the justice study students, their their assignment was to interview somebody in the in the law enforcement field, and for them, even as as students, that was very intimidating. Say so that well, how do I how do I get in touch with a police officer? And, uh, and they just don't know how. So with opportunities like this, we're out there. We're, we're saying, hey, come on by, share my box of McNuggets with me, and uh, and let's chat. Yeah. Um, now for you, for you guys. Now, both, let me ask, how long, uh, Staff Sergeant, you've been uh, on the police force? I've been on for 21 years and a bit. Wow. Yeah. And and you? 13 for myself. 13. Yeah. Wow. Um, have things changed a lot? It it seems as though. I mean, by some metrics, I mean, the city has grown, but maybe we're safer as, as a city than, than, say, 20 or 30 years ago. But more recently, it seems like, you know, we're seeing some, some issues arise, and it seems though you guys have been a lot busier as of late. But what, what kind of changes have you noticed over the past couple of decades? Well, for, for me personally, there's Calgary's a big city, as we all know. Yeah. And there's issues that, that every big city have to deal with, um, you know, things like drug addiction, uh, violent crime, property crime, all all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, we do live in a in a world with, um, you know, somewhat limited budget with the way the economy is. Mm-hmm. Those are realities we have to deal with as well. And um, you know, just trying to stay ahead of the of the crime trends can sometimes be tricky. But we're we're trying to police the city. Uh, connecting to the community as much as we can, as well as having a priority for responding to calls and making sure we're there in a in a timely manner. All right, you know, and, and that came up recently. We were talking about this and and some of the concerns being raised about uh, crime in in the city. And we heard from a lot of people is that you know they wonder. I mean, is it worth it phoning the police or people who shared stories? You know, I, I I phoned this in and didn't get a response or took a long time for them to deal with it. But is it important for people to, to know you're there? And is that one of the first steps to, to having that connection? Right? Will people feel comfortable that, yeah, I, mean, I do need to, to phone this and I do need to, to make that connection? Yeah, that's that's huge. And, and that's one thing that we, we talk about often is is that uh, reminding people the importance of calling and even suspicious people. Um, so so sometimes we'll, a person say, well, we'll use an example of like a car prowling. They get their car broken into overnight and, and have some things stolen out of their vehicle. Uh, perhaps because they forgot to lock it, unfortunately, is a common issue right now. Um, but they think, oh, it's just trivial, whatever. I lost a couple CDs. I'm never going to get that back. But they don't think of all the other things that might be connected to that. Um, as an example, that offender may have been caught just down the street um, and arrested, but now we've caught him with a backpack full of property, and we don't have victims because if the victims haven't reported it, we don't know who to return that property yeah. to um, or to lay that additional charge, as an example. Uh, so you just never know what, what you, I mean, your small piece of the puzzle might be connected to something much larger. 
Um, if nothing else, it's an extra statistic. So we know that those crimes are happening in that neighborhood. So when it comes to a, a budget ask or when it comes to reallocation of resources, uh, at least now we know, hey, look, there is a problem in XYZ neighborhood. We need to get more boots on the ground yeah. in that area. Well, that's an important point. But, I mean, you guys do need to prioritize, though, don't you? I mean, sometimes the tough decisions need to be made. We're dealing with this over here, that over there, you know, one's more important than the other. That's right. So um, we prioritize the types of calls that we respond to quicker, obviously, if someone's in danger or yeah. there's there's violence involved, we're going to that immediately. Whereas some calls end up being um, uh, information reports or, like Jeremy was saying, we need to capture that report, but it may not be um, urgent compared to the other calls that are happening in that area at the time. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on on what's coming into the dispatch center and, and how we, we send the guys out. Right, and I think that goes a long way in terms of how people perceive the issue of crime or perceive how safe they are because stats are one thing, but you know, if someone's been a victim of a crime or knows someone has been a victim of a crime, that's going to affect their perception of how safe the city is. But how important is it, though, for them to know that, look, the police are out there. They're in your neighborhood. You see them. They're responding to your calls. Is that important in, in helping people at least feel as though there's there's a level of safety? Absolutely, 100%. Visibility is is key, and as much as we can, we're, we're out on the road um, in uniform, in marked police cars. I mean, you mentioned earlier it might be intimidating to see an officer in uniform um, to some people, but uh, for us... To be out there and people know even just seeing us respond to a call or um, calling in a report in front of a, a school, that visibility is very important, I think, for people's peace of mind. And for you guys as officers, I, I mean, you know, it's like when a doctor saves a patient, I mean, being able to, to help somebody uh, stop a crime, solve a crime, you know, return some property. How rewarding is that? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, and ultimately, that's what you're looking for in, in any kind of vocation is you're looking for some kind of satisfaction to know that you're making a difference, right? And yeah. and sometimes our job is difficult because, I mean, whether you talk about the revolving door of, of bad guys that we arrest over and over again, it's, it's very yeah. difficult. So that might not be the satisfaction that you get. But um, for some people, it's as simple as helping in a, in a vehicle collision. And, and what are good people that just happen to have a, a collision on their way to work or wherever they're heading? I mean, solving that problem for them and getting them on their way and... and assuring them it's not the end of the world type of thing. I mean, that's what, that there's that warm, fuzzy feeling that you go home knowing you help somebody at the end of the day, right? Uh, and by the way, and we talk about, you know, the drug addiction problem. Do, do you guys, do cops carry naloxone? Or are we quite at that point yet? We do. Oh, yeah. do you? Yeah, yeah the um, patrol officers uh, carry naloxone with them. And that, that's pretty recent, isn't it, then? Yes, it was in the last uh, several months that we uh, issued that to them. Have either of you had to deal with a situation like that? I haven't. No, no, no I haven't. Uh, I mean, we've been trained on it. We, everybody's been trained on it and, and received it now because it, it is a, it's a very dangerous situation for, for first responders and, and people that are involved in that because uh, similar to the user, I mean, you just don't know the, the potency of the drugs that they're using and, and especially in relation to fentanyl. I mean, the, the lethal dose of fentanyl is the equivalent of two grains of table salt. Oh, it's like nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's not something you're going to see. Um, I mean, whether it's uh, transferred through through contact or, or airborne or whatnot, you just never know. So, uh, yeah, we definitely have to take those precautions. Yeah. Well, and it's kind sure. of a new reality right now. I mean, 
there are different ways of addressing this, but it's not going to be fixed overnight, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So is, is this uh, meant to be a weekly thing then, the coffee with a comp? It's it's going to be more frequent. It, it's still fairly new, so mm-hmm. I don't know the exact schedule. I know there's going to be another one at the beginning of December, yep. I believe. And uh, we're just going to go with it and see how how the response is so far. It's been a very good response from yeah. the public. So. Yeah, I think it's a neat idea. Well, people can uh, follow uh, on Twitter at Calgary Police um, or at calgarypolice.ca. And I uh, know they'll have the dates posted for some of these upcoming events. So it's a good way to stay on top of what's happening. Thank you both for coming in here. Really appreciate this. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. All right, My so pleasure. there you go. Yeah. That's uh, Staff Sergeant Glenn Laird and Constable Jeremy Shaw with the Calgary Police Service, uh, calgarypolice.ca. Uh, My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.